This episode is sponsored by Law CPD, Australia's premium supplier of online continued legal education. Law CPD's professional development courses are all offered online, which means you can complete them anywhere at any time. And they are kindly offering Juggle listeners a discount of $25 off the next course they buy with Law CPD between now and until the 31st of October 2019. All you have to do is use the discount code JUGGLE25, all caps lock, at the checkout. They have a huge range of courses and they're not just for lawyers, so don't be scared off from that. The topics include working effectively with email, dealing with difficult people, leadership sins, and a whole bunch of others. I've used Law CPD for years to help me keep up with my CPD obligations, and I especially love that they can be completed online. As much as it's nice to get out of the office now and then to meet people when you're doing your CPD, sometimes we just need to get those points done, especially those ethics points, (laughs) and often they're left till last minute. So don't do that. Do them now. Do them online. Do them from anywhere at any time. I did one course this year when Harry was a newborn. I was one point down and I was coming up to the end of March deadline and I could just log on. I think I did it late at night. It was brilliant. So juggle 25 for your $25 off at lawcpd.com.au. If you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joel Lulovich here. And Lucy Dickens. You're listening to the Juggle Podcast. Today, we are doing the second part of our series about why we hate flexible work. And if you listened back to episode 85, when we had our first part, then you'll know that this is said a bit tongue in cheek, because really what we mean is that there are some negative perceptions around flexible work, which can lead us to hate it for different reasons. And what we like to do is to challenge those perceptions and give you some solutions about how you can deal with it. Absolutely right. We don't hate flexible work. We love flexible work. (laughs) Except when we're working all the time, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, we will get to that. Yes, absolutely. So two episodes ago, we spoke about why employers hate flexible work and how we can help them to shift their perspective. We spoke about the three main concerns that employers have with flexible work and some strategies that you can use to help them to change that perspective. Today, we're looking at it from an individual perspective. So we're looking at the issues that women have when we're working flexibly and the reasons that things get difficult. Yeah, a lot of us say that we want flexible work but then we kind of get it and we find that it actually has its own challenges you know it's not all roses it's unfortunately sometimes really hard so we've got two parts to today's episode we're first going to talk to you about all the reasons why it can be challenging and difficult and the reasons why we might hate it but don't despair because then we're going to tell you about how we can fix it and what we can do to make things a bit better always good to end on a high note So the first reason that we hate flexible work is because of the perspective that other people have of us when we work flexibly. So you might have remembered from episode 85 that this whole series was prompted because of a conversation in our Facebook group. A woman in the group posted about overhearing some other women talking negatively about part-time workers and how as a result of those part-time workers, they had to pick up the slack and it meant more work from them. So 
that's the first thing. You know, you've got this perspective of part-time workers or flexible workers as people who aren't pulling their weight, which can lead to others thinking negatively about them, which then impacts, you know, the culture in the workplace. Yeah. It's the perception that we're less committed, that because there are other things in our lives that are important as well as the job, that we care less or we're less committed, we're less, sometimes even a perception that we're less professional. Oh, absolutely. It's that whole idea of, oh, we, you know, you don't really want the promotion or you don't really care about this client, whatever it might be, or you're happy with good enough is good enough. When it's not anything like that at all, it is the fact that we just have other priorities as well. So we don't want to be working a traditional 40-hour week. We'd rather be working in a different way. And people don't like that because they think often it means they can't contact you or it means that you're not available when they want you to be available to other kinds of concerns and other kinds of things people do to make themselves. I, I, well, I mean, that can go one of two ways, can't it? Either we make ourselves available and therefore we feel like we're working all the time. Yes. <laughs> and you don't get to switch off. Yeah, and we don't get to switch off. Or we do little bits and pieces to make it appear like we're working all the time, even though we're not. But that's just crazy mind games. Things like leaving your jacket on the chair or sending emails at five o'clock so that people think that you're working then, even if you're not working then, or putting meeting times in your calendar when actually you're off picking your kids up from school. I don't know. I haven't done these things. These are coming off the top <laughs> of my head, but I feel like these are the kinds of things that people might do. Well, that, that's exactly the things that people do. Someone was told the other day to say that he was going to, uh, this was a, a man in his office was told to say that he was going to a meeting rather than tell people in the office that he was actually going to the Father's Day kindy breakfast. I know, yeah. And it's that idea that you're better off to pretend that you're on an off-site meeting than you are to admit that you have family responsibilities in places you'd like to be. Mm. So all these perceptions that you're dealing with and all these people who are thinking these negative thoughts about you and in some cases telling you to your face that they think less of you in some way or, or another because you're choosing to work flexibly. And as a result of that, sometimes what can happen is that you get cut off. So people might not say anything to you, but you might start to notice something different happening. For example, you might not get told about what's happening at the office. And that might not be a deliberate tactic. It may just simply be that, hey, you're not there and you've been forgotten about, which mm. I don't know what's worse, to be deliberately excluded or to just be forgotten. <laughs> it's not always intentional though. That's a key point here because sometimes the party might be scheduled on a Friday and if you're working flexibly, that might not be your work day. And that might not be intentional. It might just be that that's the day that was worked for most people or whatever the reason might be. So yeah, so you end up being disconnected. You know, you might not know what's happening. You might not know that something's happened with a particular client or in a particular piece of work that you've been involved in. You might not even just know what's going on in terms of office gossip. <laughs> like, and as a result, you can start to feel like you're not really connected and involved in your workplace. Mm. One of the other things, again, that may be intentional or may not be intentional is that you start to get poorer quality work. So, you know, people might just think because you're only there two or three days a week that you should only do certain types of work. And some of the more challenging work might get given to other staff who are there on a permanent basis. In the law firm that I used to work at, sometimes it was just out of sight, out of mind. So if a particular piece of work came in 
on a Monday and you weren't there on a Monday, it would just be given to whoever was there physically as opposed to the person going, hmm, I think this piece of work is going to be best done by person X. It would just be, right, who's in front of me and who says they want it. I feel like we should make the disclaimer that not all of these things happen to everybody who works flexibly. I think that goes without <laughs> saying. But as you're saying that, I'm thinking, oh, you get terrible work. Some of the, our flexible workers get the best work yeah. <laughs> because they've got less time. So we need to make sure we use that time for the best things. But it's okay. We're going we're gonna to come to the how we fix it in a minute. But it's definitely a common, a common scenario. I think that's a perfect segue to talking we're, about. We're up to fixing it. We're up to fixing it, yes. Enough negative talk. <laughs> okay, let's fix it. I did want to mention, though, about working all the time and not switching off. We touched on it, but I think it's worth a little bit of a discussion because that's one of the things that I probably struggle with more so now than I used to with flexible working is that not just necessarily working all the time, but the ability to work all the time mm. because it's so easy if you can log on remotely to yeah. your work to just think, oh, if I just do that little bit of work, it's going to make tomorrow easier. And, you know, sometimes that's a really good thing, but also sometimes it's not because we need to be really mindful about putting those boundaries in place. And now we can use the segue. Yeah. I'm good at these, <laughs> except that I call it out. You're not meant to do that, are you? If you're doing a good segue, you're just meant to segue. Oh, I think you're allowed to call it out every now and then, you know, to make it really clear in case the people listening miss it. But anyway, moving on, as you said, boundaries. Yes, that's really the big one, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. And I don't even know. Well, I'm definitely not the great person to be talking about boundaries because I'm not very good at doing it. I have high hopes and high intentions and keep talking about having weekends that are work-free or even evenings that are work-free but I'm not there yet. Having said all of that, I think there is a slight difference when you run your own business in that the buck stops with me. So I am the person responsible for everything at the end of the day. I also think that, I think you've said it to me before, I need to be a little bit gentler on myself because there is the fact that I have the ability, like I did today, to just take three hours off in the middle of the day and take my son to an appointment that he needed to go to. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. That means that I had to work later into the afternoon when my kids were home from school, where I usually would choose to spend a little bit more time with them again, and even into the dinner time. And I left my husband to, you know, to do all of that work so that I could play a bit of catch up. But those are boundaries. All those things you've just described are boundaries. It's being able to say, actually, I'm going to stop work now and go and focus on this other thing that's more important to me at the moment. And then I'm going to come back at some other time. It's not letting work fill all of the gaps. Yeah. I think the next step that I need to make is the mental switch off, the mental boundary. Yeah. So at the moment I might have a, you can call it a physical boundary in that I leave my desk and I'm not looking at my work or actually doing my work, but it's still on my mind. And I think that is something mm. that needs to be corrected because leaving something on your mind means you're not actually switching off. You're not actually able to relax. And there's that constant, if you allow it, feeling that you need to be doing something else. So that is definitely something that I think when you you know, putting in place boundaries, if you're going to say to yourself, I don't work between these hours, you know, on a weekend or in the evening or whatever time that it is, you actually need to not only not do the work, but you need to not think about the work. <laughs> I know. And it's hard, isn't it? It is easier said than done. 
This episode is brought to you by us. As well as coming to you in the podcast each week, we love making live appearances. If your organization would benefit from hearing our tips for managing the juggle or how to implement flexible work, then get in touch with us at hello at thejuggle.com.au. Find out more at thejuggle.com.au forward slash speak. In terms of boundaries, the thing that comes with setting the boundary is communicating it. So not only do you need clear boundaries in your own mind, you need to make sure that the other important people know what those boundaries are. So whether that's your colleagues, your employer, your clients, your boss, you need to communicate those things so that they then know when is okay to communicate with you and when not, and also when they can expect that you will be available, when they can expect that work will be done. Yeah, and we talked about that a little bit back in episode 85 when we were talking about why employers hate flexible work because I think it is incredibly important that employers understand you know, what your reasons for wanting flexible work are and that you understand their reasons for what they require of you and how they need you to be available or not at different times. Mm -hmm. So having those continual conversations and regular check-ins is super important. At the same time, so is talking about your working arrangements with your employer, but also with your colleagues Mm. in terms of being open. So the point here is to try and shift some of that perspective that other people have of us that we just spoke about, things like (laughs) that we're not committed, that they have to pick up the slack, all those kinds of things. The more we can talk about flexible work and be honest about it and not leave the jacket on the chair and not say we're going to the doctors when we're going to the school, all those kinds of things, the more we can be open and honest the more we're doing to help shift that perspective. Yeah, and and referring to the fact that, hey, you know, I am taking two hours off this morning to go to a school assembly and I'm going to be working through my lunch break or I'm going to do two hours tomorrow when I wouldn't normally work or Mm. I've actually already done all of these tasks because I did them last night. You know, whatever it is to make sure that people understand that you're still getting your stuff done. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to talk that up a bit, not talk it up in terms of make it to be more than it is, but talk about it in the sense of saying that it's, that it's done. So if, I mean, for example, I leave my work at four o'clock on the days that I'm in the office and nobody else leaves at four o'clock. Most people stay till about five, which is close of business. But I always make a point if someone's giving me something close to four o'clock, I'll say, look, I'm leaving soon. But what I'll do is I'll do this for you tonight and I'll have it ready for when you come back tomorrow morning. Yeah. So they know that you can't see me, but I'm still getting the stuff done. Yeah, absolutely. And again, mentally, you have to have the mindset around that, that you're not constantly making excuses for yourself. It's not about that. It's not about having to make yourself look better. It's just saying how it is. Yeah, definitely saying how it is. So another thing that you need to do, and we again need to thank the wonderful women in our Facebook community, is have a don't list. I love this concept. (laughs) What's on your don't list? I don't iron. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Don't buy clothes that need to be ironed. I might buy them, but they tend to just hang so that the the wrinkles fall out. (laughs) Stick them in a tumble dryer. (laughs) Steam them in the shower. (laughs) I don't cook dinner most nights. My husband does that. In fact, I cooked dinner tonight. I felt like a superwoman. I made dinner. It's like domestic goddess. I hoovered. And I don't normally do that either because we have a cleaner. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. There's some of the don'ts for me. Yeah, I don't really like doing cleaning either. So we have a cleaner to do that. And on the days that it gets a bit messy in between times, I just let it go. 
I don't worry about it. That's on my don't list. Don't worry about it when it gets a bit don't messy. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'd like to learn that one. Oh, yeah. I worry. <laughs> I have anxiety attacks and I call you saying, why is there so much stuff in my house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have those too. And then I work through it. A few, I throw a few things in the good Sammy pile and, and I move on. <laughs> some of the other things that I remember reading on some examples of don't lists that we, we had in the community were things like don't do school excursions and don't do the reading in the classroom and don't do kindy help, which is just involves cutting up fruit. Like there's a whole bunch of school related tasks that a lot of mums were saying that they just don't do. Some people were like, I don't make book week costumes. You know, I just buy them every time or I don't make fancy birthday cakes or we don't have birthday parties. Like whatever it is, you know, just make a list of the things that you just don't like doing, don't want to do. They just chew up your time they make you stressed and put them on your don't list and acknowledge it and be okay with it. And how do we bring this back to flexible working? Are there things that we don't do that relate to work as well? I think the idea behind this is that with flexible work, you feel a sense that you're trying to do everything. Everything. Yeah. You're still working and still wanting to maintain that career and make it more than just a job. Mm. But then you've still got all of these home responsibilities. Mm. So just because you can doesn't mean that you should or that you have to. Yeah, absolutely. So just, you know, know what it is. And you can even apply the don't list to work as well, because you can say, I don't do the social functions at work. I don't worry about the fact that it's Friday night drinks and I don't work Fridays and I therefore never get to go. I don't attend certain subcommittee meetings that happen to be offered around the workplace. There's lots of examples of things that you could be doing at work that you don't have to do. And I think that some employers might get a bit frustrated about your supposed lack of commitment, not attending work functions and things like that. But you just, again, got to be upfront about it and just say, at this point in my life, I don't have the energy left. It's not a priority. It's not a priority. One of the quotes that I remind myself quite often is this one that career is a marathon, not a sprint. And that's exactly what you're saying. We don't have to do everything now. Yes. We have time. You've got to acknowledge that comes back again to that four burners theory that I love. Mm. You know, you've got your work, you've got your friends, you've got your family and you've got yourself. And if you're putting lots of gas into one, like your family, then there's less gas for the other things in your life. So You've got to acknowledge that if you are not working full-time during the week, then you're not potentially, not necessarily won't, but potentially not get as far as quick as you might otherwise. And that's okay because your priority right now is something different and it doesn't mean that you can't get where you want to get a bit later on. Very well said. Thank you. So there's a lot of negativity around flexible work. There's people who have negative views. You can feel negatively about it yourself at different times as you're doing it, thinking, hell, it's a lot easier to just go and get a full-time job and not have to do everything else. But at the end of the day, there are so many rewards from being able to work flexibly. So it's worth thinking about how you can fix it and how you can make it work for you. 
If you need some help with that and if you're wanting to make an application to your employer to work flexibly and you need to get your case together, then we have a guide for you that you can download for free on our website. Go to thejuggle.com.au forward slash flex guide and we'll help you to set out your application. We've had a lot of feedback on that guide actually. It's one of the most downloaded ones and a lot of people have used it to successfully negotiated flexible work. And even giving it to their husbands to help their husbands negotiate flexible work. Yeah. That was my favorite story. Yeah, it was a good story, right? If you haven't seen it yet, go and uh, download it and hopefully you will also find it useful. And if you want to share particular stories that you've got around flexible working, how it's worked for you and things that you've done to help make it a priority in your life, then come and join our Facebook community, The Juggle Community. And you can find the links to that, to the guide and a whole bunch of other things on our website, www.thejuggle.com.au. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Happy juggling.